0: Hello everyone and welcome to another installment of Filmhouse. Today I'm joined by John Smith, Elise Willems, and James Willems. Hey, Hi John. I don't say their names together in case you think they're related. Thank you. Today's sponsors include Quip. If you go to getquip.com film right now, you get your first refill for free. And Manscaped, you get 20% off plus free shipping with code filmhouse20 at manscaped.com. But we'll be hearing from them later. Today we're going to talk about some movies not
1: in a theater near you. I, I barely have any movies to talk about. That was the point. Yeah, mine's a lot the of TV intro. shows.
0: <laughs> I
2: have every single category. Mm-hmm. I went through every category of the service I chose, and I chose many things from each category. So if you want series, mm-hmm. you want movies, you want kids' shows, you want sports, you want documentaries, I got you.
0: Well, today we're talking about things you can watch at home because, for some reason, we're all being asked to stay home. I don't watch the news, so I don't know what's going on. And I'm not going to talk about it because of YouTube's strange guidelines. So, we're talking about all the things you can watch on streaming services. We picked many. Everyone here brought their own things that you can enjoy from the comfort of your own couch without having to go outside. Yes, so let's get
3: to it.
1: But we each brought it from a different
3: service. Yeah. Absolutely. And we, yeah, we decided we picked four of the big services mm-hmm. too. Yeah.
0: yeah. And not to mention there I, – I understand the world we live in right now where if it's not on Netflix and it's not on Hulu. Roosterteeth.com. Or, or that. Uh, <laughs> I mean who goes to daily motion to watch the full rip of – Dirty work, you know it's hard because it's not streaming anywhere else. Don't
1: you only go to Daily Motion to watch Russian dash cams? Because that's <laughs> on my list.
0: <laughs> uh, but the big, big uh, streaming platforms talking about today are going to be Amazon, Hulu. Uh, what did you pick, James? Netflix and John no, has I just picked, picked a wide I picked Jive things. Turkey.
1: Oh. I, got I right. said I Jive Turkey, yeah. the Roku channel, <laughs> nice. which is only exploitation yeah. films. And, and John has picked
0: HBO Go or Now or Max or whatever they want to call it. Who knows? They should just pick one. Um, and if you don't have any of these streaming platforms, we apologize. But these are probably the big ones that I think we all agree are worth checking out. Uh, so let's just start out down the list going to the youngest person, John. This is how they do board you games. You can start
3: with me. He chose Almost, too, many.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> too many. I didn't choose too many. I'm going to pick the cream of the crop and then post the supplementary on my Rooster Teeth blog. I'm going to figure out how that works, mm-hmm. and I'm going to make my first post on it cool. with this whole list. Well, right. what, what should people be watching, John, from home? Okay, well, you know, if we're thinking about time... As much time as you can spend, everybody, a lot of these kids are home from school, not not having anything to do. So I'm going to give you some big-ass series. There's movies and documentaries, but we're just going to cover the series. Okay. Go for it. Um, first off, uh, HBO has a very close relationship with Danny McBride. Um, and he has actually just finished, well, I don't know if he finished, but just started the third in the trilogy of what he calls the Misunderstood Angry Man Trilogy. Um, so his first show, Eastbound and Down, uh, which is about basically a washed-up uh, MLB. What, what do you call baseball? Is it MLB? Yeah. Uh, a yeah.
0: professional baseball player.
2: Um, a washed-up pitcher moving back and becoming a PE coach in his hometown mm-hmm. and just hating life. Um, that's a great one. Uh, Vice principles which is much darker him and uh, <gasps> Walter Goggins Walter Goggins Walton Goggins whatever um, it's very dark uh, it's not as like uh, like goofy as uh, these other two but still very good and then righteous gemstones which I feel like is almost he honed his craft of the uh, southern angry goofball. Oh, yeah kind of persona, and mm-hmm. the whole world that it exists in. Because Righteous Gemstones follows like a, a, family. a, a family that runs a megachurch. Yeah, they're
3: like evangelist mm-hmm. creatures. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's so good. And it's it's got a much larger ensemble cast, I'd say, that, of like great characters. Of
3: those three, I think that would be my pick.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But with Righteous Gemstones, you're only getting one season. Vice Principals, you're getting two. Eastbound and Down, you're getting four seasons.
1: You can also pretend it's just one show. There you go, yeah. Because Danny McBride is generally Danny McBride in everything he's in. That being said, it doesn't mean that... His range is, is what you need for the role in those series, though. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that's enough Danny McBride talk is what <laughs> I usually say when <laughs> I leave the
1: theater. Do we really think Danny McBride, is his characters are misunderstood, though?
3: Well, that... <laughs> or they're just dicks. Well, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, like, I was like, he's thing. like,
1: they're misunderstood, angry guys. I'm like, I think they're just angry guys.
3: Yeah, hmm. they're
2: they're... Men who have not come to understand themselves, yeah. they, they're misunderstanding themselves.
1: Yeah. But despite all opportunities, trying to men, yeah. despite mm. all opportunities and four decades of lifetime, okay. they haven't managed yeah. to understand themselves. Well, yet.
0: Hollywood keeps telling me I should like Danny McBride, and I have yet to listen. So I may oh. give him a try. I just don't like him. Adam like I don't, I don't care for it. It's like the um, Bob the Builder, or what's his name? Uh, yeah, Larry, the Larry, sorry, Larry, Larry the Cable guy, where it's like, no, 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 it's a caricature. Like, cool, I don't like it. I'm not a fan. Like, people try to get me into Trailer Park Boys and King of the Hill. Just not my thing.
3: What's your favorite McBride?
0: Uh, Alien Covenant.
3: Gotcha. Good one.
1: Yeah. He was good in Heartbreak Kid. You're right. He was good in Heartbreak Kids starring Ben Stiller I think, and Malin Ackerman. I
3: think I liked him in
1: This is the
0: End. All right, moving on. Elise, you have picked Hulu. What can we watch what? on this great platform? I did. We're going one at a time. We're okay. going like a round robin. So, oh, my God. I, I have so I, much more. I can't have you talk for 30 minutes at a
3: time. <laughs> I probably would have gone more movies if I was doing a different service, but I I use Hulu almost exclusively to watch shows, so I, I'm going to lead with a series. Um, mine is the – series Pen15.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yes. What Would makes Pen15 worth watching? And oh my gosh. Watch it's fun. It's
3: escapism. The fact that it's a period piece in more ways than one. Uh, but the fact that it, it <coughs> takes place in the early like 2000s means that uh, you might want to escape some of the realities of today and go back to a simpler quote-unquote time. And it's about two best friends who are thirteen, and they're portrayed by women who are like in their early thirties. So it's a, a funny gimmick. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of the humor comes out of just them doing that, you know, them gawking at boys. But it's these these two clearly middle all, nearing middle aged women. Well, because um, they're
1: the only ones who are cast as. They're yeah,
3: they're the only. Everyone ones.
1: else is. Age-appropriate. Yes. Yeah, yes. so,
2: yeah, all yeah. the other students and everything are 12-, 13-year-olds. So they,
1: they're pretending to have or they're acting like they have crushes on these yeah. little boys, and the <laughs> so juxtaposition is amazing. It's
3: just going to be a silly, fun time for you. Uh, the hum- the it, it tackles subject matter that is, of course, uh, of, of the age. So, like, there are girls that are dealing with getting their periods, masturbating, Liking boys, uh, drinking, like, it's all, you know. Mm
1: -hmm. Being unpopular. Yeah, being
3: unpopular, thongs, like, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's a ridiculous show, and and these women are amazing in it.
2: Well. And I feel that, uh, I mean, I I loved this show. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel that uh, maybe there's been other versions of it that I haven't seen, but it's the first time where I think our generation was looked back on and was accurately portrayed as a like' as a an past generation mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like it's the year 2000 and they nail
1: it so good with frosted tips and well tails and mm-hmm. yeah. all those things mm. I, I would also this also falls into a category which is some weird I don't know how you'd explain it but a genre of stuff that is made for us right but it, it's also made for like you could watch it as, a, as the person that the age that they're purporting to be. And you would learn so much about what you're going through. Big Mouth is another one. Big Mouth is a cartoon for adults, but if you showed it to a child, and it's a shame that you're never going to show like that to a tween or an early teenager. Like those shows are made for you to understand what's happening to you.
2: Yeah, they're like when
1: therapeutic.
2: Back then, you didn't understand, and you were just going through it. And now we all have
1: hindsight. It's a show with all the answers, and man, it'd be it's it's just so good at it. It's I a lo- great this, one. It's a great show. It's
3: escapism. Yeah,
1: uh, these are all things that actually I I kind of just need recommendations
0: to right now because I feel like I'm getting into the loop of just watching the same stuff yeah. over and over. And if you feel that way, maybe this is a good time to broaden your horizons with. Older Women Betraying Young Women. <laughs> mm-hmm. It looks a lot of fun. I actually, I, this is the first time I've seen anything of it. Oh, it so good. Yeah. And I just realized Pen15 looks like the word penis. I don't know if they yeah. knew that going oh, no. into it. No. Uh, it's
2: no? Also, I think season two is about to – or at least they've wrapped shooting it. Hmm. I don't know when it's going to drop. Mm-hmm. But.
0: Hmm. Uh, I'm moving on to my recommendation. I'm choosing the platform Amazon and the show Patriot. I've been telling you guys to watch it for a while. And it is damn good. It's a dark comedy. It's basically if Tom Clancy had the writing stylings of a Cohen brother, and it's so damn good. I, I highly recommend it. It's only two seasons. I think you may only recognize two of the actors from the show. Um, what's that at least?
3: Is it canceled?
0: No, it's absolutely canceled. Um, yeah, it was canceled. Uh, they were about to get a third season. What's the premise? The premise is about a character. I'm not gonna. I forget his name. Actually, he's an, he's a uh, basically a spy for the U.S. government. He's asked to go on a mission, and a lot of it involves infiltrating a small business in the middle of like Milwaukee. But so many things just fall apart where he's constantly. Ha- he basically just needs to work at a job where he can travel to Amsterdam, or I'm sorry, uh, some European country. I'm forgetting. I watched this a little while ago, but. Um, He has to keep traveling back and forth so he's using this place as a cover but so many things are going wrong just at the place that he works that that sort of just ends up becoming the show Mm -hmm. and the spy stuff kind of falls into like the second part it's kind of the background and it's just so much more about the characters and the humor it is just such a expertly crafted show it's shot well it's beautiful it's perfectly acted there's only two seasons you can get through it pretty quick and i think it only gets better the more you watch it um, so yeah, that's. Adam, if you have Amazon Prime, please watch the show.
3: Why do I choose this over The Americans, which has seventeen seasons?
0: Because <laughs> there's only <laughs> two seasons, uh, yeah. and I think each episode is only like thirty minutes long. Um, I could be wrong about that, but I, I remember the show just moving really, really fast. Hmm. And the main actor, I don't know if he's gone on to do anything else. He's this, he plays this really sad character who is just perpetually depressed. Um, and you just feel so bad for him as he goes through this show, but you're rooting for him in such a weird way. I don't know. It just the show is just has so much character, and it's so good. It's one of the most unique things I've ever watched, and it's a shame that not enough people watched it. But um, hey, if they're going to back the Expanse season four <laughs> or whatever, who knows? They might yeah. come back yeah, with Patriot. We'll
2: back. Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, highly recommend watching this little show.
2: Um, cool. I would like to chime in and and concur. This is a show that. Uh, Omar has been telling me to watch. I think since I started at Funhouse, mm-hmm. um, and it's very good, uh, and you'll love it
0: I, if you like dark comedy. It, it, def, like I said, it, it feels like the Coen Brothers worked on a spy thriller. Yeah,
2: it, it, they're just so good at telling a story and creating these characters that you that are multifaceted and hilarious and like, pained, and it, it's just, it's just phenomenal.
0: Mm-hmm. Anyway, I've said enough. Please check it out. It's not going anywhere. I think it's on Amazon forever. So Uh, moving on to James, you have chosen Netflix. I chose
1: chose the Jive Turkey Roku channel. My movie (laughs) is Foxy Brown. Um, Is that a real thing? Yeah, it is. Drive Turkey is a streaming service. Yeah, yeah, you can get. It's a Roku channel that you can pay money to okay. watch black exploitation films. Oh, I don't have it, but anytime I log into Roku, it asks me if I want to buy it, and I say no, thank
0: you. Yeah, I, if we should play a game next time and say what's the most obscure streaming service mm-hmm. and why is it the Sundance Channel. <laughs> Turkey turkey's pretty obscure. Yeah, that good. Um, yeah, There's shutter too, which is also a weird one.
1: My, I, I pick Netflix, which is kind of an easy one, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like I would let you guys. Everyone's
0: got it. Price. It's basically free. Basically free. It's not. You know? It's pretty expensive. <laughs> so use your
1: parents' login. Yeah. Uh, Narcos is, in my opinion, one of the best shows ever made. I think. I. I mean, I think everything everyone's named thus far is in the upper. Tier category Mm -hmm. of best content. Well, now Um, we've
0: moved past the Pablo Escobar stuff. Is it still a good show, James?
1: Yes, I am currently watching Narcos Mexico season two right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But Narcos is the kind of show where you keep saying it can't. There's no way it can get any better. Um, And the opening, the first, the first three seasons deal with the Colombian uh, drug trade and the rise of cocaine, Um, and it's very historical. There's a lot of narration. Um, in the early seasons that, like, give you history and, you know, you can basically have a Wikipedia article open while you are watching the show and follow along with everything. Mm -hmm. But it still manages to be an extremely compelling drama. Like, all the twists and turns that you get in, like, a Game of Thrones, they, they put in this and it really makes you think about how, you know, art is a reflection of life and you're like oh that would never happen mm-hmm. but it did. It, except it did mm-hmm. the insanity did the, at most sometimes they'll take characters that were like three people and combine them into one mm-hmm. um, but uh, a lot of it I would say most of it is in uh, Spanish but this is the first time after Game of Thrones where I know everyone loves Pedro Pascal now but he he shines in this show he's mm. he's stellar and the the actor, the Brazilian actor who plays Pablo Escobar, is incredible, mm-hmm. incredible, um, because the show is a cat and mouse. It gives equal screen time to the DEA agents who are oh. who are going after Pablo as they are, as they do to Pablo setting up his organization and fend- fighting off basically all of the other families and stuff to maintain his control mm-hmm. over the drug trade. Now, I have a I have a problem though with the historical context of the show. Okay. Um if you could
0: shed some light on this. There's a part where a news reporter says he can do anal with her in
1: the back of a van. Did that actually happen? How did they know? Did that they combine woman those re- characters at I think that woman <laughs> is real. And it was no like it was one of those things where she was like shunned from her she she right. got these inside scoops from Pablo Escobar because she had was a sexual relationship. Yeah,
0: I just remember seeing that um, part. And, like, as you're reading the subtitles, she goes, Fuck me in the ass. And I go, How'd they know that?
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it takes some liberties. I don't
0: know. But, um,
3: well, you know, you go home and you write Dear Diary, fucked in the ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the info. <laughs>
1: there you go. Would you like this scoop of what Pablo did to me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the the most amazing thing this about this show scoop. is that it, <laughs> unlike some other shows like Breaking Bads or um, I'm just trying like shows where the ma- the main person is is clearly the bad guy but mm. you're rooting for them. Right. Um th- this show is very in your face about how he is a bad person. Okay. He's a bad guy.
3: Does it have the Billie Eilish song bad so we things. know? <laughs> no,
1: this predates that. <laughs> uh, I think this show was on before she was born. Um, 2016, yep. Um And you and you you're standing by saying that
0: narcos even once they get out of Colombia, it's still a show worth watching.
1: Yeah, that's the thing too. Every se- then more recently, they just had the second season of Narcos Mexico, which is it does it's like a full cast reset, and they focus on the rise of the marijuana trade and then eventual cocaine trade in Mexico. And Diego Luna plays uh, M- Miguel Feliz, who uh, who is the Equivalent Pablo Escobar equivalent, but the best thing about it is that these events are happening at the same time So characters you see characters that you saw from previous seasons interacting with each other Um, But it is it's it's still amazing But they started with the big fish Pablo Escobar is the most successful drug trafficker of all time and so when they do this other one, you're like, this is really compelling. But they'll have scenes where they talk about how much bigger Pablo Escobar. <laughs> everything yeah. Pablo Escobar is doing while this guy's doing his stuff is way, mm. way more massive, like mm. times 100. Um, but it's still incredibly acted, it has some amazing action sequences. It's, I, I, this show is, I've said to people, is maybe one of the best series I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. Brave. That yeah. is brave. It's like this um, is Spartacus.
2: Is, has El Chapo bought his tiger yet in the show? In... He did. Oh, It's great. in there. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. yeah.
0: Good thing. Uh, you know what else is brave? Having a great set of teeth. And you can get that with Quip, who has a word for us right now. So I want to take this moment to let you know that this episode of Filmhouse is brought to you by Quip. Quip makes what I would like to call the most perfect electric toothbrush. It's something that I didn't know I needed in my life until we got a couple here, and now I can't see myself ever living without it. They make this amazing, perfect modern little device that goes in your mouth and cleans your teeth. What a crazy... Idea Now, one of my favorite things about it, actually, it has a timer built in. So it tells you when you should be switching around your mouth, something that I wish I had as a kid, instead of just kind of looking at a watch and saying, you know, is that enough time? Is my mom gonna get upset at me for, you know, not brushing my teeth long enough? Those days are gone. So talking more about Quip's toothbrush, it actually has sensitive sonic vibration, which is a built-in timer. That's what I was talking about earlier. That helps make sure you get your mouth as clean as humanly possible. There's also a Quip floss dispenser, which looks insanely modern. I don't know if you've seen floss containers lately. They always look like a tooth, and they're ugly as hell. They finally actually made something that looks cool and sleek that you can travel with. And it's not embarrassing to, you know, just keep up on your counter. I actually really like what they're doing there. Uh, Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping. So your routine is always just right. Join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today starting at $25, not so bad. So, go to getquip.com slash film right now, and you'll get your first refill for free. That is your first refill free at com slash film. Quip, the good habits company. Check them out. Thank you, Quip. All right, moving on. That was just one round we did. Yeah, that was one round. lap. Yeah. One lap. Can you yeah, imagine? Who, we don't know how long we're going to be asked to stay home and do these things, but... If there's one thing I've learned from any of this, we have a lot of stuff that we can watch, and that's okay. Oh, I think we could
1: talk for a long time. <laughs> uh,
0: I know we can talk forever, and we can't yeah. do that to you guys because uh, you're you're all chomping at the bit. Like, what do I watch next? So, John, you already gave us some great stuff.
3: Did he though? Did no. I thought it was
0: all terrible. So I, I want him to. <laughs> I, it was good. I want you to redeem yourself.
2: Yeah, you redeem. Got a, you
0: got a big <laughs> list right. here. I, so.
2: Well, I'll, wow, I'll let you know. Wow, that, me. Uh, will Ferrell and Anna McKay love Danny McBride. Yeah, I know. Okay.
0: They also backed Christina Applegate on that show that's not very if good. If you're a fan of it.
2: comedy, you will love the shows that I recommended. Um, <laughs> I hate comedy. <laughs> so. I'm going to stick with the comedy route, and I'm going to go old school. This is a show that you might not have heard of. I guess in the 80s and 90s, Gary Shandling was a household name, and everyone knew who he was. Mm -hmm. Growing up, I did not know who he was until the DVD of Not Just the Best of Larry Sanders Show came out, and everyone was talking about it. Turns out, the Larry Sanders Show was the first original series on HBO that basically brought HBO from just being like a paid home TV, like TV movie service yeah. to being, you know, a content
1: creation megalith or Most mm-hmm. people think
3: it was Arliss, but, yeah. but no, it was the Larry Sanders show. It wasn't but
1: Eureka. It, first of all, it's pronounced our little dollar dollar. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I mean, a lot you, you hear a lot of uh writers that were coming up in the day talk about how they were clamoring to get to work on Larry Sanders' show, like mm-hmm. that was sort of the Valhalla mm-hmm. for comedy writers. This
0: was it, explain the premise of the show, John, for those who don't know what it so is. So,
2: the Larry Sanders show follow Larry Sanders is a late night comedian who, in their universe, is competing with David Letterman and Jay Leno and all those guys. They're you know, they're talking about their ratings and stuff. Um, and it follows him and his cast and crew as they run the show every day and it's you know i'd say it's better than entourage <laughs>
3: okay all right Brave.
2: <laughs> but it is like entourage in that there are, every episode has actors and celebrities mm-hmm. coming on playing caricatures of themselves mm-hmm. and it kind of gives it, it sort of that that's also kind of like the Larry Sanders. or not curb? The, Larry Sand- the yeah curb where mm-hmm. these actors have relationship A a personal real life relationship with Gary Shandling. So they come on the show and they play up a character of themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's very funny, very good. A lot of people getting their early starts. Um, You know, regrettably, I guess Jeffrey Tambor is in it, but maybe this was before he was corrupted by the power (laughs) of Hollywood. Um, Rip Torn, phenomenal. Uh, just everybody in it is Up-and-comer Rip Torn (laughs) (laughs) at the age of
0: 45. You may have seen him in The Beastmaster.
2: (laughs) Jeffrey Tambor plays this character named Hank, and he's like the announcer slash sidekick to Mm -hmm. the host, which was something that was a regular thing for all late-night talk shows back, you know, back in the day. That's not really a thing anymore. Um, But his character is the most egotistical... Uh, fragile character ever and is just a comedy goldmine.
0: Hmm. The show is probably, it set the the tone for future shows like 30 Rock to come along, right? Where it's like, you're getting a peek behind the show. Yeah. But the actual show doesn't exist.
1: That's sort of the the weird thing. I mean, this, I've never actually sat down to watch it all the way through. I would watch it occasionally when it was coming on TV, like Mm -hmm. as a kid. But this, yeah, this set the tone for, Every, like every in- entertainment industry insider show that ever came afterwards, well, like this is to the tone for like Eric yeah. Andre, like you know, and also
3: like <laughs> single candle, single camera comedies. Oh yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: This is stuff that was being done what late eighties, early nineties. Like it's way ahead of its time. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the quick shout out. Actually, I'm not going to mention this one, but it is a Netflix series. I don't know if you've seen. It's it's a CNN show technically. But I think uh, you guys turned me on to it, the the 60s, 70s, 80s, Mm -hmm. and 90s, and 2000s. And so many comedians – they do one of, like, the history of comedy. And so many comedians point to The Larry Sanders Show and say how important it was Mm -hmm. to their careers and everyone else. And it is, like, this Rosetta Stone, essentially, of, like, modern-day comedy. Like, Mm -hmm. I had no idea. It was one of the shows that, like – I was too Hydra young. Hydra the whole time. He, and then he later became – that's funny that he'll forever be remembered <laughs> as the guy who whispers Hail Hydra in someone's ear. <laughs> anyway, uh, great pick, John. You've, Thank you. you almost redeemed yourself.
2: It, well, I was going to say, Larry Sanders' show is only second to Eastbound to Down. I hate you <laughs> so much
3: right now. Uh, Elise, what do you got for us? I'm going to group two together so it's really, really quick. They're both FX or FFX shows. One is the What We Do in the Shadows adaptation that was made into a, a TV series. The mm-hmm. other is Fargo. There are oh, three excellent. seasons of Fargo that you can watch on Hulu. How uh, many of those
0: do you need to watch? Though? I
3: would watch the first two. Three is optional if you're really bored. Yeah. Um, <laughs> new one's coming. New one's coming. So if you do want to get prepped, they do sort of like tie into each other in uh, sometimes not even direct ways. But just, you know, the first two I would say are the most connected. Mm-hmm. Um but, yeah, Fargo is masterfully written, masterfully acted, made. It's from the, the dude that did um, uh, Legion. Legion and, and
0: – Noah Hawley. Noah yeah. The, up, the upcoming uh, Dr. Doom movie that will probably never That's get right. made. But yeah. fingers crossed. He's an interesting dude. But
3: Every yeah. season of Fargo gives you a great new cast. It's an anthology series with loose connections. What we do in the shadows, their new season comes out, I believe, this month or next month. Mm-hmm. And so this would be a great time also to go and watch. I was skeptical of this show mm-hmm. when it first came out. And I saw the trailer because it felt like it was regurgitating and reusing a lot of the jokes from the movie. Uh, and I thought, oh, no, is this, this is going to be like just a retread or a very weak adaptation. But, no, it does find its own character, its own legs, its own story to tell. And it's, it's funny and, and just, uh, again, great escapism and really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I won't say the, much more. The
1: that world that.
0: needs more Matt Barry.
3: I'll yes,
1: throw that one it out absolutely. There. Does. Well say when we started watching it, the hardest thing you get over is the movie is so amazing and you're looking for that cast, or you feel mm-hmm. like they tried to cast their new TV show to fill those roles. Mm-hmm. But then once you realize that, oh no, they they made a conscious decision to not do that, then you love these characters just as much as you love the other characters. Because mm-hmm. if we watched the first episode and we were like, we'll keep watching this because we believe in this, but it wasn't that funny but we recently went back and started rewatching it and I was like, no, this is funny from the very beginning. I just wasn't prepared for it.
2: Uh, In a similar vein, if you do binge multiple Fargo seasons back to back, this is something that I did. I binged seasons one and two and then when season two started for the first half of season two, I was going, it's not season one because it's it's um, anthol it's anthological yeah. or it's an anthology where it's a brand season two is a brand new cast brand new story and I was comparing it too much but once I got over that and saw it as its own thing I think I like season two even more. Oh, season it. two mm-hmm. is
3: phenomenal. Yeah. I think better than the first one. Ooh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah love it. Uh,
0: going down my list, uh, this is still on, going back to Amazon. Uh combine these ones real quick. Fleabag, a show that at least turned me on to, uh, I think everyone knows about it. So it's like, you should just watch it. It's a great show. Once again, only two seasons. You can get there super quick, 30 minute episodes. First season's good. Second season's amazing. Oh, yeah. Insane. Um, but I want to talk about uh, this little movie that I didn't really, I kind of liked it, A Quiet Place. I'm only saying that because I noticed it's on Amazon Prime and the new movie was delayed. So if yeah. you want to see what all the hubbub is about, now is a good time to oh, watch a movie oh. in silence.
2: You're not watching the trailer. You're just watching a clip.
3: Oh, spoiler. So? That's
2: a spoiler. <laughs> I think. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I, it the, the title of the scene makes it sound like a spoiler. Uh,
0: okay. Uh, hmm. Well, clip that? I don't know. Uh, spoiler. People die in the quiet place. <laughs> um, most Some characters you may love. You don't know because you can't hear them. Anyway, I thought the movie was interesting, and you took a gamble trying to see it in the movie theater. So... Uh, this is actually a good way where you don't have to uh, worry about people being loud and brash, you know? Except uh, maybe you learn you don't love a loved one so much.
3: Mm-hmm. John will <laughs> so. be watching Bird Box instead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the original Quiet Place. Some say better. All right, James, moving back over to the old Netflix. I think everyone right. knows your, Netflix. your comfort
1: place. I'm going with NCIS.
3: <laughs> okay. There's a
1: thousand episodes Each one worse than the last. Okay. Um, It's the perfect thing to rot your brain during this time. I'm not actually saying NCIS. Oh, Oh, thank God. There is a lot on Netflix, though, and it will rot your brain. Everything I said is true except for my pick. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out here. The Irishman. I'm not going to pick an actual movie. Wow.
3: The Irishman. Okay, Okay. I disagree.
1: I think that this... (laughs) Oh, Let me explain.
3: I know what you're going to say.
1: I think that this movie is just okay. I think I said that it, it feels like there's a really good... 90-minute Martin Scorsese movie, but then there's two hours surrounding that movie that is only worth watching if you can't leave. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If Topher Grace
0: is listening right now, please re-edit The Irishman and upload it to places (laughs) you upload things. Again,
1: because it's not like it's worthless. There's still amazing things. Like, it's weird because there's glimpses of genius. It's just just overly long. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Joe Pesci is amazing in this. Al Pacino is amazing in this. Ray Romano's in it. He's re- everyone's in the, everyone's in this movie and it's really good. Mm-hmm. It does an amazing job capturing this time period and showing it through decades. What does Ray Romano do in the movie? He's a lawyer.
0: I'm a lawyer. Um Sorry. I just want But to
1: uh but yeah, so he it covers a, a huge amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um Robert did this but then it has other things at the same time which is just so long and you're like what can we get to the point here of this thing? Um and uh, Anna Paquin's in it, and she doesn't say a word. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that Is, being what, said... Are they gonna do a road cut, or...? No, I don't okay. think so. That, that being said, there's a really, really good Jimmy Hoffa movie inside of this movie. Okay. <laughs> and that's Al Pacino's story. Okay, But it's about 90 minutes huh. of Jimmy Hoffa's movie inside this movie. So you need to watch the rest of it to or get to you it. Couldn't
3: you watch Hoffa instead? No. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> no. Um... <laughs> But uh, you're thinking of Gotti, starring John Oh, Friedrich. right, right. yes, which is not on <laughs> um, any of our So, rights. I again, I don't think this movie is amazing, but I think if you got time to kill, mm. this this is probably the best time to watch The Irishman. Yeah, okay. You're not going to be able to watch it on the go.
0: Okay, well, I'll let you guys know who's winning uh, these rounds because I am keeping score okay. of what you guys are offering. I did ass- assign a, a point tally yes. to each one of these uh based on what you guys pick so we will be finding out more about that but first a quick word from our sponsor manscaped today we'd like to thank our sponsor manscaped for sponsoring this episode of film house guys let me tell you about it shaving down there or anywhere in that troubled region is it's 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 rough it could be a little rough and trying to find something that's Helpful is even tougher sometimes, but thankfully with Manscaped, I've been making that whole ordeal a lot simpler. This is true facts. Uh, I've been trying to find something to trim my undercarriage for a while, and it actually wasn't until Manscaped sent us the Lawnmower 3.0, uh, this handy little device, little rechargeable, nice little uh, little cleaner. Uh, man, it has been night and day. Uh, it's really nice to take care of yourself and not nick and scratch, and man, it's great it's really good so manscape actually engineered i'm oh, sorry so the manscape engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created that's in the ad read i get to say that uh and they just released the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 that's what i'm telling you about it is a really really good product so one of the coolest features that uh, has an led light which illuminates grooming areas as you move closer so more precise trimming it's just basically a little flashlight it makes things uh, you know shaving in the dark Sometimes can be a bit cumbersome, or when you're, you know, got the one foot on the toilet and you're doing the whole thing and you're blocking the light, very helpful. No, I'm not joking. I'm actually being very serious. Comes with a little charging stand. It's an overall great product. I'm not going to say enough nice things about it, but uh, if this is something you're very interested in, you should really check it out for yourself. So you can get 20% off and free shipping with code FilmHouse20 if you go to manscaped.com where your balls will thank you. Mine have been very thankful to me. Sometimes they look up and say, dear father, thank you so much for giving us a haircut every now and then. So So once again, you get 20% off plus free shipping with code FILMHOUSE20. That's F-I-L-M-H-A-U-S 20, The, the digits, two O. Just type it in, pretty easy. So thank you so much, Manscaped, for sponsoring this podcast. Thank you, Manscaped. All right. Like, lap three, the final lap. And then some other stuff we can talk about at oh, the this end. Final okay. And this is the, Well, you know, three all laps. Right. You know? All, right, okay. all right, okay. I didn't tell you guys right. before this that we are scoring, and I have made a game out of this. No, he didn't. Nope, because I wanted it to be pure. So, John, your third and final recommended list. Take it away.
2: <sighs> I have three shows here. I'm going to pick
1: Veep.
3: Oh, great Great pick. choice. Yeah. Great, great choice, though. I did
1: see some of the other things on that list, and I don't know how you made that choice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know,
2: I didn't pick what I feel is the greatest television show of all time. I picked Veep, which is also great.
3: <laughs> Veep's, Veep's fantastic. I, I think Veep is probably Veep is fantastic.
1: one of the best yeah. comedies, yeah. Mm. Um,
2: it follows the vice president of the United States. Um at least that's who she is in the first season. You know, it follows her political career. Mm. It stars Julia Louise Dreyfus, uh, the little girl from... Uh, oh, shit. What was she in? I my just, Girl. Oh, My yeah. Girl. The little girl from My Girl. <laughs> and My Girl 2. And My Girl 2. Thank you. Um, every, I'm forgetting everyone's name. What's his, his, his name? His name's He's Matt? Up, upright Matt? Yeah. Matt. Matt something. From Upright Citizens we get Just it, don't, don't worry about the
0: actors. It's fine.
2: Instead of naming the actors, I'm just going to tell you that it's an incredible ensemble cast, mm. and it is like uh, the West Wing meets comedy. The,
3: the <laughs> insults, the barbs, the roasts in yeah. this show well, I think, are top notch.
0: I think once you realize that the show is nothing but insult comedy, and there's there's a story that you do want to pay attention to because it is interesting to follow her political career, it's, it's basically just... A hidden way for them to write the most mean things about other characters, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just like you can tell they're improving some of it, and some of the stuff is just mean. <laughs> but brutal. Anna God, Cl- I Anna love Klumsky.
3: it. Yes, I'm gonna say that once you finish watching Beep, you got like how many seasons were there? Seven?
2: Four? Wait,
0: no, they're,
3: seven.
2: There are seven. Yeah,
3: sorry. Um,
0: we're, we're just looking at clips from seasons one through four, which is like the, the show was good all the way through.
3: Once you finish watching it, you get the audiobook narrated by Julie Louis Dreyfus and Tony Hale, because that's mm-hmm. a fun, mm-hmm. really fun listen as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So you said the, the audiobook is actually a fictional autobiography mm-hmm. of the character. First
3: Woman, a Woman First. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's
2: her reading it, but. It, she keeps interrupting to ask her assistant things.
3: Yeah. <laughs> That's great. At yeah, one point I she has to re- pee to so, so she makes him take over but he has to really pee as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's and great. it's
1: also about her coming of age. Oh. <laughs> it's like her flowering yeah. and stuff and so Tony oh, yeah. Hales it's it's perfect.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it comes from uh, I'm going to butcher his name Armando Nucci. Is yes, that the so who is currently working on Avenue Five, which is just kind of okay. Yeah. Um. But he before this, he did the thick of it, and um. Oh, what was that movie Death called? Of Stalin, Death of Stalin might be on HBO There was one before right that as well, which is basically the thick oh, of it movie. Oh, I know talked about uh,
3: something out of the loop. In the, of, in, the, in the loop. In the loop.
0: Yeah, which is just, I I've never been super into politics, but I love his take on it and just sort of peeling back the the bureaucracy and showing how like how everyone's hands are basically tied and then how people try to work within the system but then within there just insulting the shit out of people yeah. having the char- the character malcolm tucker is like one of the best comedy characters ever who is um he was the the doctor who for a while I forget the yeah. actor's name mm-hmm. uh terrible actor name anyway um oh
2: that guy was in the thick of it that was the mm-hmm. thick of it guy
0: <sighs> yeah uh actually here we can we can cut this i'm doing this i don't know if you guys have seen this uh <laughs> <laughs> so good. Anyway, mm, that's, that's the great. type of humor that I love yeah. uh, when it's it's embracing but also mocking something mm-hmm. that so many people love. So, yeah. uh, great pick, John. Oh, my God. Thank you. I, I don't want to give it away, but you're doing very well.
3: Oh, oh right. Dan, Danny McBride? McBry- McBry- mm, uh, don't
0: don't, I have not forgotten, yeah. Elise. Much like the South, <laughs> I still remember. All right, Elise, what do you got for us?
3: I've talked about this on the show all the time before, Inside Number 9. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's from... Oh, my God. I, I, we're all blanking on Reese names today. Reese Smith? No, Smith and Steve, and Steve Pemberton. Pember- Pemberton. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And they are two uh, – you might know them from, like, League of Gentlemen. They're two comedians, LHG? but they also have a really dark skew to their writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they it's – an, it's an anthology, so each episode tells a different story. There are about six episodes a season, and every single episode – is centered around something to do with the number nine. So it's like a house that's the number nine on a street, or the number nine train car mm-hmm. in a train, or the number nine. Um, like they're showing a ton right there. Just that, so there's number nine orchestra
0: that, door. Like that does. That's not really the most important part of the show, though, it's right? Not, it's it's more that each episode kind of takes place in just like it's just a motif. Yeah. Yeah. It's always yeah. like it's always like one maybe two rooms at most. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really yeah. It that I think that forces people to stretch creatively, and they do it so well. And, again,
3: Steve Reese, they play different characters in every episode, and then they fill out the cast with other
1: mm-hmm. talent. They're all, like, one-act plays, too, mm-hmm. and they all have twists. They all yeah. have twists and turns and stuff. Not, yeah. and, But they're sometimes they're funny and sometimes they're scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They all have some sort of levity because it's, you know, generally one of them wearing a fake goatee or a silly wig or yeah. something like that.
3: Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the fifth season just aired in the U.K., and then it also came uh, yesterday, actually. To the, well, yesterday, as in the day we recorded this yesterday. But it just came to BritBox on Amazon. So if you want to get that like BritBox subscription, you can watch the the new fifth season too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just think this show is, is marvelous. It mm-hmm. was
0: uh, the some of the episodes are hit or miss, but it was the one where I believe it's the second episode, but it's the two guys stealing the art, mm-hmm. yeah. where there's
3: silent. There, there's almost
0: no dialogue in it, which is. Um, Another show I, I talked about nonstop before, but um, uh, Mr. Robot did. But I always remember Inside Number Nine doing doing it so well. And it's to do a show like that where it's nothing but action and also then shooting it only in like one or two rooms the whole time is just expertly crafted. It made me fall in love with the show.
2: The one or two rooms thing sounds very interesting because that's almost uh, – it sounds like they're taking a theatrical approach to uh, – yeah. To storytelling, Because, like, if you watch a lot of old Hitchcock films, mm-hmm. you'll notice most of those take place in yeah, one or yeah. two rooms because they're all
3: adapted
2: yeah. from stage
3: plays. I almost yeah. put the yeah. Alfred Hitchcock Presents on my Hulu oh. list because that's also on Hulu. Really? Man.
0: Yeah. I, I, you, you can't truly appreciate the movie Four Rooms unless you've seen Alfred <laughs> Hitchcock Presents. <laughs> Believe you me. That's a, that's a deep cut.
2: But yeah, that, that, that sounds like a very unique show mm-hmm. and a unique uh, yeah, concept. It's, it's yeah,
3: fantastic.
0: Man, that's uh, that's man, Elise. You are doing very well. Thank what? you, said that to Adam, John, we'll Just, also. You yeah, said right. I was better right. than Elise. Uh, and Zany then my Zany. my final pick. Uh, I got a couple on there. I threw in real quick. Uh, Ghost in the Shell. The anime's on there. I noticed, but uh, Third Rock from the Sun. Oh yeah, is one of the best <laughs> sitcoms of all time. That I
3: big giant head.
0: I well, I think it's going to be. Hopefully, it's not forgotten by history. It's such a unique premise. And it makes the show just so fun to watch. And it's – I don't know. It's infinitely bingeable. There's something about it. Like the, everyone is so well cast. It is – a the story is about a group of aliens that are trying to assimilate within human society. And I think it's pretty much – the it's where John Lithgow got his start. Um, and I know Elise loves uh, oh, funny old men. That's
3: not true at all. That's I mean that, this is where he kind of <laughs> th- pivoted to comedy I'd say. I,
0: oh, yeah. I mean he was doing stuff yeah. well before this. But it's like – for me, this is where I was like, who is this funny guy who ended up being a bad guy in Cliffhanger?
3: Yeah, he's he's kind of – yeah, that's the thing is like when you think of – you go back to John Lithgow, dirt, or, uh, Footloose, and yeah. you're like, you know, he's the mean preacher, he's right, right. dancing, and then he's the same man. It was also a, a kind of resurgence for Jane Curtin who is such a funny woman and <laughs> I think doesn't get regarded – in the in the halls of comedy, is such as every, much as she everyone
0: should. is amazing on this show. I don't I don't know like it is so perfectly cast. I know like some people. It's like Jess loves Friends, and she's like every episode's amazing. I love it it's so well cast. Like Thur Rock from the Sun is my Friends, right, where I, I can watch any it. episode. It's always funny. It's always good. It's always insanely well done. So anyway, if you is, want to see how Joseph Gordon Levitt got a start yeah. <laughs> and uh, where French, French Stewart. Stewart ended his, uh, <laughs> you can watch. Third Rock from the Sun on Amazon. I think every season is on there. Um, it's one of the one of the few shows that I owned on DVD that I was like happy to see on streaming too, where I'm like, oh good, I can watch this whenever I want. So please watch Third Rock from the Sun. So great. All right.
2: Great choice, Adam. Thank, Thank you. You're doing really well.
0: I know. I know who's doing the best. <laughs> Believe me, it's all up here. Um, all, right. all right, James. The last of the Netflix you. Yeah. I had you. a bunch
1: that probably I was gonna say American Vandal season one, but uh I feel like this if I can only pick one here, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Chef's Table, Ooh. the documentary series about these auteur chefs around the globe and the restaurants that they run. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm suggesting this for several reasons. One, it's a beautiful show, which makes you drool every single time. The way they film food and the preparation of food is just incredible. But it also does a really amazing job of taking you around the world and getting, like, informing you about these chefs and what they've not only put into their foods now, but also how they got to that point in their career. There's an mm-hmm. amazing story about this woman who runs a um, place in Los Angeles, actually, who is a sushi chef, but the that culinary industry is... Especially sexist, so the things she had to overcome to become this, all mm. now her restaurant, since this show has gone out, it was incredibly popular, but she, now it's got Michelin Stars. It's one of the best restaurants oh. in the world. Well, she
3: used to have to cook behind closed doors mm-hmm. to let people assume that she was a man. Yeah, really? Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah.
1: mm-hmm. they noticed that it was affecting the mm-hmm. reviews of like her restaurant and stuff. But it always has these really compelling stories. Um, and it also I'm also picking this because if, like Los Angeles, all the restaurants are closed. You might not be getting your fill of going out to eat. And some, I know, presentation is part of the going out to eat experience. Mm -hmm. And this is a pretty good filler for that. Visit Mm -hmm. all of the restaurants of the world Mm -hmm. while binging this show. And it's just... Incredibly well shot, beautiful documentaries. It's a great
3: mm-hmm. spirit behind it.
1: Yeah. They put a lot of thought into that one.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people up their own ass in this one. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh,
1: I well, agree. yeah. They are auteurs. Yeah. They are I mean, auteurs. I but would say pretentious. You watch them cook, yes. And then you go, oh, well, I would have never thought to fill a pillow with rosemary and then put a, a lamb chop on top of it and then pop a hole in it so like the way they cook it's not like they go I make pizza with this the ragu but the different ragu you know low Mm -hmm. sodium ragu it's there's incredible recipes and nothing looks the same so right
0: yeah I I always enjoy seeing how people make food that you smell oh yeah it's like you don't eat it you experience it and there's like the 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 sushi chef one was really interesting how she was like there is no menu Mm -hmm. she makes it for you and you're like you have to like I think you have to, like, sit down for, like, an interview or something like that and send, like, <laughs> well, photos
1: of your childhood. And she's
0: like, excellent.
1: She, she just comes up with a plan. But every guest she's ever had, she writes down in a notebook and then cross-references that. So that way if you come again, she won't serve you the same thing. And we know people who've been. And, and she had to call because they had dietary restrictions. And she called the person, like, a week before they were supposed to arrive to apologize because – the ingredients she wanted to do to try something new weren't going to be the same, so there was going to be an appetizer that they had tried before, and oh, she wow. was calling to apologize and make sure that's okay, and if they wanted to keep their reservation. And they're like, "No, that's fine." She's like, "Everything else will be new, but this this one thing I, I wanted to try something, but the recipe isn't like."
2: My God, you know, yeah, I order the exact same thing whenever I go to a restaurant, <laughs> yeah. so. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh,
0: You're a psychopath. Well, that's it for our recommendations of what you can watch while you're at home uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, Hopefully you could find some good entertainment. I think there was a common thread here. There was a lot of comedies on here. I think everyone's looking for some feel-good stuff right about now or watching food you can't eat. Who would do that to themselves? I don't know. You can't go to the restaurant. I guess you go over something that's like it. So with all that said, Adam wins uh, because he picked, he picked Patriot, which is the best show you should watch. Mm. Uh, actually, no, it was that was that was a tough. I should have picked Patriot. That's a tough one. Actually, funny enough, I think John wins because he picked Veep. I'm sorry. Oh,
3: that's strange. Yeah, yes,
0: I'm sorry. I, it was it was a toss up between. John, Elise, and James. Okay, is, I see. I counter. understand. I, I understand. You all, you all actually, and we we do have an entire recommended list that uh, we'll be posting on John's Rooster Teeth blog, mm-hmm. uh, which you could read. Uh, there's some great stuff in there. Elise didn't could talk about, like Venture Brothers. I think is a
3: oh yeah, and you got seven seasons. That's too yeah. funny to fail. The Dana, Dana Carvey show story. So
0: if you ever want to see when Stephen Colbert Jeez. was funny, um yeah. man. <laughs> It's great. Naked Gun Trilogy. At least had some great stuff she didn't talk about. That's why she didn't win. I
3: had Hulu as well. If I had HBO, I definitely would have had Beep on my list. James
0: definitely backed himself into a corner. With, I don't even see with your, Netflix because it has everything.
3: John doesn't have years and years on his list, which no. I would absolutely include. Is that on, on, on HBO? It is. John but Succession was on your list, but you didn't choose it.
0: Ooh.
1: Succession
3: was on my oh, list.
1: So was Six of the Air Buddies film.
0: Yeah, <laughs> which you would have got more points than for the Danny McBride stuff. Remember, the point of the game was to impress me and talk about I, things I not I've already seen. Oh, anyway, also Little King, Rascals. I don't know if you know this, James. <laughs> Kingpin is now on Netflix. Does anyone remember the movie? Kingpin? Yeah, King- I, yeah I own course. it. Really? Yeah, I have oh, the DVD. I've been trying to get Jess to watch it for months now. Uh, I should ask you to borrow it because it wasn't, it wasn't on anything until recently. Great really? movie. actually holds up quite yeah. well. Um, so that is it for everything that we can give you recommendations for. Uh, before we go, actually, I do like to do this where we go around the room. Is there anything you guys are watching
1: right now that you
0: think is worth checking out? Uh, we'll start with our winner
1: of this game, James. Uh, I, I mean, I'm currently in the midst of watching Narcos Season 2, okay. which we mentioned already. Elise, our winner of the fun round-robin game that I just invented.
3: Mine actually ties into my recommendation list. Uh, High Fidelity, the series that just came to Hulu with Zoe Kravitz, mm. uh, assuming the, the John uh, – what's his name? Kuzak Kuzak role.
0: Okay. I, I mean, if you loved her work – in that one X-Men movie where she played a fairy or something. She's, she's
3: great in high fidelity.
0: I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah. All right. And John, the winner of our little game.
2: I just, like, a week ago finished the series uh, The Leftovers. Mm. Um, it's it's Damon Lindelof, so it's very much like... Uh, mystery box. Yeah, mystery box where you don't know what's going on in... Mm-hmm. For me personally, that's frustrating, but I stuck with it. And I I ended up really enjoying it. But it's definitely not for everyone. But I'd say look into it and see if it's something you might enjoy, because Maybe, you might enjoy yeah.
3: hmm. You know yeah. what I'm gonna, gonna start that I've never seen? Band of brothers. That is
2: great.
0: I'm gonna watch yeah. it. It's it's a rough uh, there's some rough patches in there. Hey, when are
1: we gonna do that? Because I don't know. We mm. don't have time.
2: Oh.
0: <laughs> uh, and then I'm gonna do a final shout out. Uh in case – depending on your streaming platform of choice, I was watching some video from um, – uh, there's a YouTube channel that I enjoy their content. Uh, these guys, the Cosmonaut Variety Hour I believe is their name. Uh, they do some fun fun little retrospectives. They did a whole bit on Dark Place, uh, yeah. a British show that uh, – sorry. The full name is Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. It is a show within a show. It has uh, Matt Barry in it and um, – <gasps> I uh, forget the actor's name from ever the seen IT crowd. Oh, the, 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 you ever seen yes, yeah. yeah, i seen the, oh, the, yeah. <laughs> the entire series is on YouTube, and they refuse to take it down. So watch it while you can. Yeah. It is uh, it is an amazing show. Uh, it's one of my favorites, super bingeable. And if you don't have any of those streaming platforms, it's free on YouTube. Yeah, watch it. Um, super illegal, but <laughs> there it is. Um, it's an old show. I don't know if they collect any res- residuals on it, but it is um, – it's one of those things that's like I think every episode is hilarious and it's so meta and so well done that mm. you should definitely check it out. So uh, Yeah. So thank you everyone for watching or listening however you choose to get your podcast. Thank you guys for being on the show today thank and giving our, our audience some amazing recommendations. I think regardless of where you are, uh, we just want you to be safe and be entertained and uh, we'll get, get through this thing together. I think we're, we're going to be all right and we're going we're gonna to have a few laughs in there when we watch – Animated Bride. Made. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.